Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. There is nothing so complicated, so intimate as talking about relationships and the dynamics of forgiveness and boundary setting. One of the things you will notice in Scripture is that boundaries are a part of life itself. In the creation, we read of the firmaments, the lines of demarcation that God put in His creation. He separated the heavens, the atmospheres, the lands, the seas, lines of separation. You and I are represented in that. We are the ecclesia, the church, the called out ones. We are saints, the separated ones. In our very identity as children of God, we are the light, as separated from darkness, the salt of the earth. We are told to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. It's the paradox of Christianity that those separated from the world can best love the world. God so loved the world that we can be the ones who reach and minister to the lost. But back to boundaries. In the Old Testament, it was considered the gravest of sins to move boundary stones, the lines separating property ownership of individuals or tribes. Those lines had fallen in pleasant places, and to move the boundaries was to invite confusion. Have you ever heard someone say, you're in my space or you're in my bubble? It's a concept that the closer we are to a person relationally, the closer we allow them to us physically. Public space is 10 feet or more if we don't know the people. Social space is 4 to 10 feet. Personal space is 18 inches to 4 feet. The distance we allow our family and close friends. Intimate space is 0 to 18 inches. When strangers invade our personal space, when people who have abused us in the past invade our space, there's a fresh sense of abuse, a sense they don't belong here. They've crossed a line, a boundary. They may hurt me again. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and here on Daily Devotion this week, we've been talking about building strong relationships. Today, let's look at boundaries. The act of forgiveness has several goals. First, it restores your relationship with God. In the parable of the unjust steward, the one who had just been forgiven much, held someone else accountable for a smaller amount. He had the man thrown in prison until the debt was paid. When the master heard about it, he was furious. The one forgiven much should forgive what others have done. Must I forgive? It teaches us only if we want to be forgiven should we forgive. Only if we want a relationship with God. The second thing, forgiveness untethers us from the one who harmed us. Do you see that by not forgiving someone who has hurt you, you're always tied to that person. They control your sense of well-being, your happiness, security. They are your perpetual button pusher. It's like the white whale in Melville's classic work, Moby Dick. You're always in a quest for justice, an elusive thing here under the sun. You're always trying to prove how they hurt you. Just get on with it. Move on. Cut the tether. Let it go. Let that big whale of a problem disappear. Forgive. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, the arc of the universe is long, but it always bends toward moral justice. The third thing we know about forgiveness is 
it leads to reconciliation if that's possible. I love the latter part of Romans 12. Paul has exited his theological teaching and has gotten very practical. He said in verse 17, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Let me repeat that. Paul said, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. There is something about this that suggests boundaries, that you're not responsible for other people's actions. It's not on you. You're only responsible for your own actions, how you process what happens to you, how you behave, what you say, what you do, how you react. When anyone hurts us, forgive them. But over time, when you see that person has some unaddressed issue in their life that causes them to keep hurting you and others more and more, then ask yourself, why am I allowing this person access to my life? You have a right to say, I'm not going to be treated this way. I will not be beaten physically, emotionally, or verbally. I'm not going to be your doormat, your whipping post. Why? No glory comes to God from that. And your life was meant to bring God glory. Yes, we may be persecuted for Christ's sake. We may have to put up with all sorts of things. And we need to keep a right spirit. And we don't need to respond and retaliate in kind. We need to take our hurts to the Lord and be healed. But we also need to realize we may need some space between us and that person. Do you remember what Amos asked, can two walk together except they be agreed? If you're not in agreement, then don't walk together. You won't share the same path. You're going to need some space. And that's where a boundary comes in, a healthy boundary. You may have heard the old adage, fences make for good neighbors. There's some truth to that. Underlying good relationships are always healthy boundaries. One of the chief reasons people don't forgive is they fear being hurt again. So a boundary helps to resolve this. John Townsend and Henry Cloud have written about this in the book, Boundaries, has many versions and variations. One of the reasons being is that we don't have much understanding of boundaries. We didn't learn them. One of my mentors used to say that your rights end where my nose begins. Boundaries. By boundaries, I'm not talking of fortress walls. I'm talking about principles, mental lines that we draw. This is what's okay with me, and this is what's not okay with me. You have a right to set boundaries. You have a right to have different boundaries for different people in different relationships. There are some things that are okay with your fellow believers. There are some things that are not okay with people in your job. Can I give you some examples of healthy boundaries? It's okay for me to say no. I have a right to my own feelings. You can't tell me how I feel or how I should feel. And neither am I responsible for how others feel. It's okay for them to feel angry, but it's not okay for them to take their anger out on me. Their problem is their problem, and I will not make it my problem. It's not my job to fix you or to fix your problems. And by the way, my needs matter too. I'm not responsible to satisfy everyone else's need to the neglect of my own. I don't need everyone to agree with me, but I must be in agreement with 
who I believe God made me to be. We forgive people without any strings attached. They're forgiven. We're not after a pound of flesh or an apology. But based on the change in that person, based on their contrition, that determines how close we allow those people to be. These are examples of healthy boundaries. Boundaries are not forbidden in the area of forgiveness. In fact, that's what we need to discuss. What boundaries are not. Setting a boundary is not an act of retaliation. Rather, it's a redefinition. You are redefining a relationship in a way that you're at peace with, at peace with who you are and where you're going. The Bible says Amnon had a friend. How much better off he would have been to have built a boundary between himself and that friend because it led to his own demise. We are constantly redefining relationships through boundaries, deciding how much access does that person have in our lives. Here's another thing a boundary is not. It's not unspiritual. God wants us to follow holiness and peace with our fellow man. Sometimes the path of holiness and peace are restrictive paths to follow God You can't keep trying to be at peace with people pulling you away from God. Also, boundaries against wrong relationships invite good relationships. When you set boundaries against the people that are hurt you and people that are destroying you, then you're permitting God to bring the right people and relationships into your life. So when you see yourself in a pattern again and again of getting hurt, blamed, and shamed, If they're a stranger, you just sever the access. If they're a relative and someone close, you build boundaries of what's acceptable and not acceptable. How do you do that? You always start with prayer. You pray for that person. You pray again and again for that person. You permit God's grace and spirit to flow through your life. And as you pray, you ask God to take away the hurt and pain that they have caused. Ask God to heal your hurt, heal the brokenness of your own heart. Those destructive relationships must be called out in prayer. Identify those friends, strangers, work associates, family members, church family members who pull you down. Rather than getting angry and vengeful, ask God, help me. Help me know how to respond to this person. Lay aside then all of your coping mechanisms. You're mentally chewing them out, calling them out. The whispering here and there trying to gain allies, the passive aggressive behavior that doesn't reflect well on our king and the kingdom and say to the degree reconciliation is possible to the degree that it depends on me. I'm willing. I'm open. Yet you don't have to allow abusive people access to your life just to prove that you've forgiven them. Bad relationships are like weeds. They keep the good ones from growing. Quit slowing down to pamper a relationship with someone who really isn't going and growing where you are. You're ending up damaging your walk with God and your relationship with Him. We must forgive. We must. But we're not forced to remain in abusive relationships. Forgiveness is not the same as reconciling. I wish it was. Forgiveness makes possible reconciliation. We can forgive someone even if we never walk alongside them again. So you're free to forgive, even if they don't repent, even if they don't ask for forgiveness, even if they never admit they're sorry and never apologize. 
you're still free to forgive. But you're also free to say, I don't have to run with them. I forgive them. I forgive them from my heart. But I'm free. I'm free to build boundaries against unhealthy, toxic relationships. And I'm free to form healthy relationships. Remember this. Truth without grace is not safe. It leads to unhealthy relationships that are based on fear, that are legalistic, judgmental, proud. Grace without truth is not safe either. It's toxic, seductive, licentious, compromising. But with both grace and truth, you can build healthy relationships that are not drama factories, not filled with control and anger or judgmentalism and pride. I've come to this conclusion. I can never really encourage people to forgive without teaching them boundaries as well. Forgiveness should not be framed to justify profound mistreatment, abuse, or exploitation. In unsafe situations, we need the safety of grace and truth. And don't you ever forget, it's truth that sets free. When you combine grace and truth, you are forming healthy boundaries, and you will find a freedom in those healthy boundaries to live the overcoming life in Christ Jesus and to begin to form healthy relationships. Boundaries keep bad relationships away, and they send out a signal, a green light, an invitation that I am ready. I am ready to form healthy relationships with people that magnify God and bring glory to His name. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.